Welcome back. My name is Taylor Ray. This is another family chat, and this is On the Outside. On today's episode, I have back my husband, Richard Roman Jr. You caught him in week one of the podcast, where he shared a little bit of his story and gave some details about an experience that made him feel like an outsider. On today's episode, we're coming at you from our living room in Brooklyn. We're drinking a glass of champagne and just having a little conversation. I think you're going to love it. Listen up. Let's get into it. Okay, honey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) This is funny because we're just in our living room hanging out. We are. We are. Well, I'm happy to be talking again. And we have our Roly behind us. Our little Roly. So if you hear scratching, it is him rolling around on the floor. Yeah. But I'm happy we're talking again. I think after um, the episode aired, there was a sense of um, anxiety for me. Yeah, of course. You know, kind of just listening to my voice. And um, obviously, uh, when we were speaking last time, you know, I didn't really plan on kind of sharing what I did. And um, it was a little bit vulnerable, but I'm happy at some point I did (laughs) listen to the episode. Um, But um, I'm happy it's out there. Did, um, and you also got some feedback on the episode like you got some responses some really positive responses yeah it was pretty surprising um you know yeah it's pretty surprising um you know i've had my friends reach out to me and um uh, you know obviously everything was okay and i think uh they just expressed that you know their concern and yeah and you know um that they're there for me if i need anything which is great obviously to always hear and also people saying like oh i was bullied too as a kid or like stuff like that right yeah it was really cool um you know people that i think with my friends i do get i do get deep in and talk about those things especially um as an adult um I've been able to kind of open up and I think other people have been able to open up as well to kind of self-reflect and talk about those things. Um, But more surprisingly, I had people who I hadn't, I'll be honest, even when I was in, you know, university. So before um, I went to Boston University, which was like, I think I was a junior when I transferred to BU um, I was at a university called High Point University, and um, I had people from there reaching out to me as well. Um, you know, one person who I was part of a fraternity there, um, and um, it was a younger guy um, that uh, reached out to me, and you know, he was basically like, you know, I know we don't really chat, and um, even when we were in college, I. I knew him. He was in my fraternity. We, you know, uh, he was nice enough, you know, but we never really like hung out. Um, but he reached out to me and he said, you know, pretty kind words. And yeah. um, honestly, it made me feel very hopeful that, you know, what I talked about last episode was actually good. Yeah. Right. Um, 
That's yeah. awesome, honey. Yeah, it is awesome. It um, also made me think about when I started kind of sharing about, because it was very interesting for me, like different to how your bullying and like straight up harassment that you experienced was pretty in your face. Mm-hmm. And like some, some of it was pretty vulgar, like, pretty violent even, right? Because you got into like a physical altercation even at some point. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a little bit different. It was like kind of like more catty, more secretive, more being left out, mm-hmm. um, like rumors about me. Uh, like for example, I remember when I had my first kiss in high school, mm. it was with like someone on the football team and then a bunch of guys from the football team surrounded me and started saying jungle fever, like chanting oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, and... I didn't like, how do I take that? Like, and they were like laughing and they were like, haha, like good for him. Like mm-hmm. they weren't like, you know, calling me the N word and like pushing me down. Like it wasn't like, you, uh, it, it was almost in some ways confusing. Cause I was like, oh, are they my friends? But are they making fun of me? Like what's right. going on? Like it was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it made me think of is when I started sharing kind of what my experience was like, especially on social media, which is around 2020. Do you remember? I got a message from a girl that I went to high school with Mm -hmm. that she was like, I'm so happy that you're talking about the bullying that you faced and, you know, your experience growing up. But do you remember that you bullied me? Do you remember that? Yes. And I, one, was so grateful of honestly her bravery for like straight up messaging me to address it. Mm -hmm. But it was also very, um, and we spoke about this actually after your last episode, because you were even saying, oh yeah, sometimes I would bully other kids Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be bullied. And that's what made me kind of think about this again. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, and you know, I straight up my response to her, we had a really good conversation. I feel like uh, at the end of it, she seemed to feel as good as she could. Right. but I obviously apologized. I told her I genuinely didn't really remember Mm -hmm. the incidents that potentially that, you know, did occur. Like I believe her, I believe everything that she said. I'm sure I did do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also like you, as someone that's being bullied, you kind of have the impulse, I guess, to bully other people because then the focus isn't on you, right? That's what you were telling me the other day that you felt. Yeah, I think for me and, um, you know, just to give a little bit of background, I, you know, as we talked about, I was in Garden City, you know, growing up in high school and mostly predominantly white community. Um, and again, I was trying to fit in. Uh, when I went to High Point University, it was a very similar environment. Um, it really wasn't until I went to Boston University where I kind of was in a shock with, I guess, my whole identity of myself, right? Yeah, it was and a culture shock. It was culture shock. Um, because it's such a big Asian community, Asian right? community, international, you know, community, um, you know, all sorts of different kinds of people from literally all over the world. And, you know, did you um, not really have international students at high point? High point. No. Oh, that's interesting. Very minimal. I I always went to school in New York. So like, I always have a million international students. It was, we did have international students, but they 
I believe were, you know, they were kind of like the showcase of the international students of、mm. the university, but that wasn't the majority. Where、mm. I felt like at Boston University, maybe, maybe not if it was a majority, but it definitely felt. Yeah, you felt the presence on the yeah. campus. Yeah, especially being like in you the felt city. that like. Cross cultural situation, like you felt like, oh, so many people from all around the world,、right. versus you didn't feel that at High Point. Yeah, and kind of just tying back to what you were talking about before, you know, in high school, even at High Point University, I,、uh, looking back at it now, reflecting back, I was so lost with my identity for so long. Really, wasn't until. You and I first started dating when I was 23. When and really, you kind of opened up my eyes, and、um, that was really like when I started to feel more and more like myself because I started to really identify my、mm-hmm. culture and my my you know who I am as a person.、Um, but it was really challenging for me because high point high school, I was making fun of myself, kind of like what you were saying. I was also making fun of other people too, which you know. I've been really reflecting back on that, you know, for years now.、Um, were there you know, other, like specifically Asian students that you feel like you were making fun of? Yes, that's interesting. Yes,、yeah, so、Because、other the, the、yeah. example that I was sharing, she was not a person of color. Like this girl that reached out to me,、mm-hmm. she was like a white student in a predominantly white school, and it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm gonna pick on. I mean, I literally don't think there was like. Another brown girl in my grade that、wow. I could have been like, oh, let's put the focus on her. Right.、Um, so that was interesting. That's why I asked if they were, if it was like、uh, other Asian students. Yeah, and you know, there was never a person that was like, if you do this, right? If you make fun of other Asian people, if you make fun of other people, you will fit in.、Right. Nobody ever said that. Of course, of course. But for me. Um, I think especially after I got into that altercation, that fight with that kid, you know, which you can hear about in the last episode. <laughs> sure, yes, you can. <laughs>、um, you know,、uh, kind of like what I was saying in the last episode is, you know, the bullying, the you know, the name calling and stuff like that slowed down, but it didn't stop,、yeah. and、um, that also didn't mean that everybody was willing to accept me. Into their community, and so I feel like it's almost like a, a survival tactic within、yeah. like the social,、yeah. you know, environment、yeah. of high school. That、um, you know, for me, I was like, all right, for me to fit in, I'm going to make fun of myself. I'm going to make fun of myself. And I used to do that too. Remember, I told you that there was like、right. a boy that transferred into our school and. He was from. He transferred from Puerto Rico,、mm-hmm. and he had a accent. Right. And I used to like prank call people when I was with my friends, and like put on his accent and pretend to be him.、Mm-hmm. To be obviously the people I was prank calling were like other kids in my school that knew it wasn't him. But I was like, oh, that's funny, and I'm I'm Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. I'm gonna make fun of that, and. Everyone's gonna laugh and think that I'm cool, and、mm-hmm. you know I don't know I don't know how old I was maybe sixth grade or seventh grade or something, but、right. like yeah I totally relate to that. Yeah, and you know it's it's tough because you know at the same time I was being bullied for being Asian. I was also you know 
bullying other people. And I understand the hypocrisy of it, right? Yeah, same. Um, and it just is, it's not as simple as, you know, yes and no. It's very complex because again, I was trying to fit in. Of course. I, I wanted friends. I wanted to be able to fit in. I wanted yeah. to be able to hang out with people and yeah. have a social group. And um, there could have been other ways for me to have that. But the way that I found that worked in the moment for me was to make fun of myself, to make fun of other people. And that really kind of not messed me up, but it did... Um, it clouded my judgment mm. and it really uh, prevented or like it really just created like this veil that prevented me from really identifying who I am as a person. Yeah. And, you know, going beyond high school into high point, same environment, mostly white, um, or at least the people that I surrounded myself with were right. And, um, Again, nobody's saying, Richard, you don't have to make fun of other people or yourself to fit in. Um, I still felt like what I did in high school worked. So I'm going to do that in college. Yeah. And I did that at high point. Um, and, you know, I eventually transferred to Boston University. And like we said, Boston University is very different in terms of the demographics. And that didn't work there. Mm. Um, not only was I, you know, a junior transfer there, which was later than most people, you know, I transferred in, um, you know, my identity at that time was like, I was this, you know, kid from high point that was in this fraternity and this and that, and little I made boy. <laughs> and I don't like that for myself, <laughs> but you know, um, I made fun of myself. I made fun of other people and Where's my environment? Like I, like I did not read the room at that time, mm. you know? And like, it's honestly looking back at it, it's so cringe for I me. I was gonna say your face, I knew you were gonna be like, I feel so cringe right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it feels really cringy because like looking back at it, I'm like, wow, dude, you were so freaking lost. Oh, and man. I wish, you know, um, like, thankfully, I've made, like, amazing friends, yeah. right? I have Anessa, I have Clarissa, yeah. um, and but countless also, other people. And even from, from High Point, you do have amazing friends as I well. I do. I do. That I am able to get super deep. They've yeah. been in my... And you, know, you when, have shared a lot of this stuff with them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which I love for you. Yeah, I love that for me, too. And, um, you know, I'm very lucky that... Um, I'm able to have friends like that that can accept me for whatever position I was in. But yeah, like I remember when I went to Boston University, I know, like I felt like I was, again, an outsider mm. um, in a different way, though, right? Because um, it wasn't that you were like racially the only Chinese, Asian, Korean Chinese. person. Right. It was a different thing, which is very interesting. I feel, um, I resonate with that actually, because all of my youth, it was racially feeling like an outsider, ethnically feeling like an outsider. But mm -hmm. once I got to college, 
for me, a lot of it was like socioeconomically feeling like an outsider, mm. um, which is how I ended up in like a bunch of credit card debt in college. Right. But it was also, um, yeah, like just the, the, for me, it was the culture of wealth mm. because wealth isn't only just buying expensive stuff. Sure. Wealth is also, do you know what a Michelin star even is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a Michelin star was. Right. You know what I mean? Do you right. know what it means to like do these things? And no, I don't know what that is. Right. So that's interesting. Cause I felt, um, I was not, it wasn't that I was like a racial minority anymore. It was just like a different thing. Yeah. And you know, so for I, you, what was that different thing you think? The different thing was that high school, middle school, all my life, I have been in this, you know, community where I've been the, you know, the one or maybe one of few Asian or people of color in the community. And then all of a sudden, like getting into an environment that is the complete opposite, where I am part of a community where I was surrounding myself with, you know, people who are in the Asian community, who are of different ethnicities and trying to fit in that way because I experienced a whole life where I tried to make myself not a person of color, Mm. not see myself as a person of color. So all of a sudden, literally within the switch, you know, like, (laughs) with it's you know a month or two right just all of a sudden being in this community where all of that doesn't matter Mm. right and the part where i'm like wow this is crunchy is like i was making fun of myself i was probably i probably seemed like such a dick honestly (laughs) Like people were probably looking. We have to like, ask your friends. I'm gonna ask Clarissa. <laughs> um, yeah, I shout out to Clarissa. Shout out to Clarissa. Thank you, and Anessa. But yeah, I you know I fell, and I wish I you know am the person now back then because I feel like I really could have had um, just a lot more. I wouldn't say like better or worse not because i'm saying like you know my circumstances were like not good there but i could have had different relationships um and i think unfortunately looking back at it um i can't say that you know i showed people the best version of myself then um and that's why i wish i am you know the person now yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and I agree with that feeling of like wishing that you could have been a better version of yourself sooner, but I'm so proud of you for how much progress that you've made. Yeah. It like I, warms my heart how you feel about, like how you see yourself. Yeah. You know? I'm, I am happy. I'm the person that I am today. Um, I am more myself today, especially, you know, with you. Um, shout out to my wife. <laughs> shout out to marriage um, and Tinder for matching us. In Tinder for matching us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I feel grateful. But I do honestly, there is a there is an underlying feeling within me that feels guilty about some of the things in the past. Richard and I can and do 
talk forever, but don't worry. He's going to be back next week for another family chat. When it comes to my conversations with Richard, honestly, we're just kind of going with the flow. So who knows what we will talk about then? See you out there.